0: All right. All right. I'm confident that uh we'll be able to uh take this uh thing off and uh, bring
1: it back to the ground. Right on. Sounds exciting when you put it that way. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm here
0: still in Mexico, back in Brampton is uh Dan as Duran- is uh, Fred Duran and uh right. and uh, original Dan Dan Duran is uh still in uh, Peterborough. The uh yeah. the uh Christmas tree is still up.
2: Yeah, Lisa. Lisa thought it'd be good to offer you guys uh, branding opportunities if you want to, you know, sell space on the tree (laughs) for you. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great idea. Winter bird tree. Well, later oh, today, idea. send
1: us some numbers on traffic. How many people go by that tree in a day? <laughs> right. Okay.
2: That's right. Um, if it's people just notice it, it this time of year, people notice it. They so, do notice yeah.
0: it. Actually, that's making a good point there. Like there are very few uh, podcasts that also stream live on Facebook that have a uh, Zoom cell or whatever. These are Zoom window featuring a tree. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Before we start the show, we thought we would uh, acknowledge there's been a loss in the Humble and Fred family. Uh, We've been talking about Clifford the Big Red Dog now for a few months, uh, staying at my house in the fall, him and Stan hanging out as brothers, uh, along with Dan. And then, uh, Dan, you can maybe pick up the thread here, because it's been uh, a few months now that Clifford's not been well.
2: Yeah. Really, in the end, don't know exactly what was wrong, but he... uh Uh, He either injured himself or had a degenerative nerve uh, issue with his back end. He's a a 13-year-old labradoodle. And uh, he, um, you know, uh, was in pain for a while, and then he sort of started to come out of it. And we were managing the pain, and he was, uh, you know, then lost the use of his right rear leg. And uh, then again, still kind of rallied a few weeks ago, a couple weeks ago. And in the last week or so then he, he really deteriorated and in the last forty eight hours or so his uh his pain level was over the over the top. And uh and he uh, then he just, you know, he couldn't he couldn't support himself, you know, in the back end at all. Uh he could just sort of stand there but he couldn't crouch to, you know, do any of his business. So that uh that was kind of and, and he was just wincing in pain and panting, so it, it had you know, it's one of those decisions you never want to make. But yesterday, I had to make that decision. Um, so, um, yeah, I brought him back up to Peterborough here. And uh, and then I uh, took him to the vet and uh, went in. And uh, they have a, a special room for that. And uh, that was all some nice music playing. And sat down with the vet tech. And uh, she explained the process. Uh, and then... had to pay for it (laughs) yeah you told us
0: the story they i guess they want you to pay before the procedure in case you know the person uh, the owner is you know distraught and just runs out of there shrieking right yeah
3: and they're like like, "Uh, i'm not paying for that excuse me you killed him
2: (laughs) (laughs) that's right excuse me uh sir you need to come back here Ah, no i'm too upset (laughs) right so uh anyway took care of that and then so the first step is uh is a sedative and um that's the moment where, you know, he goes to sleep, more or less. Still can hear you, I was told. So, Aww. you know, told him what a great dog he was and how much he meant to all of us. And, uh, yeah, and then they, uh, then they do the uh, the final the final injection, which uh, I was surprised how quickly that was. It took, it took very, very little time, like maybe a couple minutes or so. And uh, then he's gone. And, uh, yeah, cried a little bit. Went out, cried in the car, and, uh, you know, came home and cried a little bit more. <laughs> oh, so, buddy. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's tough. It's tough. But, you know, I mean, you're, uh, you have to be, uh, when you have a pet like that, you know that is this is going to happen, pretty much, because of the, uh, they don't last that long, and, uh, both Lisa and I talked about how great he was, and, uh, the kind of spirit that dog had mm-hmm. very noble dog and uh, he uh, you know just honoring his his uh, presence i mean whenever <clears throat> there's so many people it, it amazed me throughout his life that uh that so many people could uh like warmed up to him so much because i think i you know like there's not as a dog lover that I turned into, I was always, you know, okay, dog, you know, whatever. But it was he was a dog that could, uh, just anybody seemed to, even if you weren't a big dog lover, could he just sort of, I don't know, people just saw something in it and mm-hmm. just uh, loved him. So,
0: Yeah, it's a real drag anyway. that dogs live so such a short life and Republicans live forever, Dan. It seems <laughs> unfair somehow.
1: Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh, yeah, he was... <clears throat> Yeah, I love that dog, and so many other people did. We had to break it to uh, May and John last night, and uh, they were sad because they got to know Clifford, too. I have a be- Did I send you that beautiful picture of May holding his head?
2: No, I yeah seen it. Yeah, you
1: did. Yeah, that was beautiful. Um, mm, no, I know, and uh, he was a great dog. and You know, it's a tough decision, but that was the only decision you could make, mm-hmm. having seen him yesterday i went down to say goodbye and he was that was
2: your only decision dan like he he was he's he was done yeah no i'm at i'm at peace with the decision I, I tried to uh you know think through all of you know like have we missed something is there you know some simple diagnosis that you know if you just uh you know tweaked his back or i don't know did something you know stop a medication I, anything like that would would that help and you know that's all fantasy. It was, you know, he was in so much pain at the end. In fact, he's, n- he never had done this, but I just ended up touching him in the wrong spot on his rear mm-hmm. yesterday when he's in the mm-hmm. car and he snapped at me. Yeah, of course. It was so, so painful. He, he never had done that before in his life.
1: Well, it's uh, interesting you say that because <clears throat> when I was down there yesterday and you lifted him up and he, 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 well, he screamed a bit. Mm hmm. I was going to say to you at the moment, I said, look at that beautiful dog. Most dogs would snap at you in that situation, and he didn't. So for him to do that, he had to be in excruciating pain for that dog to snap at you, man.
0: Well, even when I was, uh, this was uh, whenever it was uh, a couple, not even a couple months ago, the day you left him with me and he was sitting next to me in the studio and panting through the entire show. Not, and, and I tried to, I carried him up the stairs a couple of times. And at, even at that point, you could see that, you know, he was in a level of pain at that point that was just beyond uncomfortable. But he was kind of like missioning through it. And when yeah. you came back and I said, yeah, he's just been sitting here. He, hasn't, he didn't move for hours because he was so uncomfortable.
1: Yeah. But I'll tell you as i told you yesterday you did a fantastic job training that dog so obedient again the reason people loved him he was a pleasure to be around he was never a bother just uh over the top obedient and gentle and nice and he really was something i don't know what i'm gonna say i haven't told
0: stan yet i don't know how that's gonna go (laughs) yeah he'll be sad i I, see he will be I'll tell you what, I was thinking about that last night when I get home and bring Stan back to the house is, you know, he going to be sniffing around, where's his buddy Cliff, and I'm going to have to say, Stan, Cliff's with dog Jesus right now. (laughs) Right. Dog Jesus,
1: yeah. And it's going to be weird at the trailer because, you know, from May to September, I spend a lot of time with that dog because he's on my deck all the time and
2: following me around and... Yeah. He uh, he actually did prefer tough. Fred to me, I think. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he preferred Fred to me.
0: <laughs> uh, you know, sometimes dogs do that. They, um, yeah. you know, yeah, I mean, I've seen that sometimes, like, you know, when mm-hmm. one of the kids comes over or, or even Fred or Dave, Stan will, you know, sort of defer to them. But listen, that dog was your dog. Mm-hmm. You know, he um, yeah. when you weren't around, um, when he was still able to and like early November when you when he was still sort of okay whenever you weren't in the house he was up in your room you know what i mean like yeah. he, he was your dog yeah yeah you know but uh if yeah, i yeah. feel bad for you Dan and uh, a lot of people listening can relate to this and that's why we appreciate you uh you know taking us through and we all loved your dog
2: yeah yeah, well, anyway, he'll be in my mind, and I have lots of uh, great shots of him as pictures, you know, and pictures and, and yeah. memories that go along with that, so, yeah. And and here is the thing,
1: too, it's the perspective on it, and it is sad over the next couple of days, but, you know, when a dog goes before its time, you know, it's hit by a car or whatever, something horrible happens, it's one thing, just like a human, but... That breed of dog, 13 years, 13 into his 14th year, that's a great run. Mm -hmm. And, you know, for the most part, it was a healthy 13 to 14 years. I mean, these troubles were just over the past couple of months. Yeah, and it was horrible while it was going on. But when you look back, great life, great family, very little, you know, pain, you know, time frame wise. And
2: it's just a great life and yeah. uh that's, and like many many people 's pets it's the uh, same thing it's, it it you know, it has enriched our lives you know? yeah. So, oh, absolutely yeah, so um, you were kind of late to the
0: in 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 our friend group, you were a little bit late to the dog uh, thing you you know i'd had dogs all through the time you 'd known me and and uh when you got Clifford, not that I was surprised, but you know you had sort of said this a minute ago, you were never really like you know a dog guy,
2: you like dogs, but it wasn 't like uh You'd have one all your life. No, I had Bingo when I was a you know twelve year old. I forgot Bingo for, for for a year. You
0: mean B-I-N-G-O? <laughs> Are you talking about yeah. B-
2: <laughs> B- We had B I N G
0: O, and Bingo we was had his B- name.
1: Yeah, we had Bingo for about ten years, didn't we, Howard? <laughs> mm. We didn't B- have to put him down. We no, just no, we just <laughs> <laughs> we
0: just set him early. free. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> I remember that one day we drove Bingo Bob to the vet, but I think that was for other things. Um. Anyways, dude. Uh. Yeah. Listen. Uh, all of our hearts, all of our thoughts, and uh, blessings to the Sky Muppet go out to you. Oh no, this is. Mine. No, I want to play this other part of the song.
1: Okay. Uh, one thing I will say: the people at the trailer better be prepared because I imagine the dog rules change today. <laughs> <laughs> ah, the dog rules have changed. All of a sudden, dog poop matters. Uh, your dog on your property matters. Right? That's right.
0: <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's a new is...
1: sheriff in town. Yeah, right.
2: Dogless, <laughs> That's right. A dogless Danderan. That's right. So Dan that, is gonna... that poop is not my dog. So, <laughs>
0: yeah, you'll be able to it. assure yeah. everyone. Yeah. I don't know why. Why is there? I want what I wanted to get was the. Uh, all right. You know that part at the end. That's very sweet. Why can't I ever get that part? Anyway.
2: Mouse, um, baby
1: mouse.
4: Oh, And so, in, in the end, that, that, that part, one, yeah, yes.
0: Right, right. That's so weird that you, uh, on Spotify, can't... Uh, there's no well, way to yeah. scroll it along. Anyway, Dan, uh, like I said, I'm glad you wanted to talk about it. We didn't want to start the show without uh, acknowledging uh, uh, Clifford, yeah. the big red you dog. Said
2: before we started the show, uh, that you wanted to give me $75. Oh. <laughs>
0: That's right. (laughs) When Fred was away getting coffee, I just looked at Dan and said, "I don't know what to say, Dan. I'll just send you seventy-five bucks."
2: (laughs) I don't.
0: I don't know if what's the proper gift for a dead dog.
2: That's that's a standard. That's a standard. (laughs) Standard grief amount. I I just said,
0: Dan. I don't know what to do. Should I send you seventy-eight fifty? Would that be better? Um, All right. Well, let's actually begin the show for real now, everybody.
2: This episode of Humble and Fred is being broadcast to the world from the well-equipped Humble and Fred Studios in Peterborough, our beautiful Brampton studio, and from our Porto Aventuras studio with mm. a nearby golf course, and is brought to you by Bodog, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Air Ventures, evnet.ca, and GoDaddy. And now, here are two men who wondered how much work being on vacation all the time is and set out to research it with an excellent work ethic. It's Humble and Fred.
0: Uh, thank you, Dan Duran. Should I e-transfer that to you or do you want it in a card? <laughs>
3: yeah, I want it in a card.
0: <laughs> I, I, I'm, not, I'm not
2: sure about this, but I, I bet there are pet sympathy cards. I'm sure there is With the flowery writing And some sort of You know know, I talked to uh,
0: I know Fred's gone through this But I I talked to Lumby A couple days ago And I was telling him How Clifford wasn't doing great And uh, you know Jeff's had a bunch of dogs um,
2: He's had a a bunch bunch of packs
0: A a bunch of packs Like he has like Three dogs at a time Yeah And um, Yeah we're just saying that Like it's sort of weird How dogs They're just so sweet And they go so soon. You have them for such a limited time. And yet some horrible people live forever. You know? (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) Although, as I said to Dan yesterday, um, he probably won't get another dog. Because you didn't want a dog to begin with, as we've established. And then you fell in love with Clifford. Um, I would be reluctant to get another dog now. Because it may... It it could outlive me And that's something As you get older You have to think about as well yeah. And again I know I'm only 67 But do the math If a yeah. dog lived <laughs> 13, 14 years I mean that puts me Into my 80s Listen doesn't it?
0: You're so fucking yeah. old You better be careful Buying cheese yeah. <laughs> it, might, it, it might go bad Before you do mm-hmm. Or you might go yeah. bad Before it does I screwed it's up my own here. joke
3: Yeah
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, there's a there's a thing to be said though for a person who has a dog in the, their latter years as a, oh, yeah. as a you know as, as a friend and a, a companion throughout that. So yeah. I wouldn't say never, but right n- not for a while for me anyway. Well, maybe try something different, like a spider monkey,
1: something like that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, boy. If you got a spider a Kenny, monkey, a I fake. would love that. You know, I would love you to get a spider monkey so that from May till September, it's just over there irritating the shit. <laughs>
1: Throwing He's a shit at
0: out of Papa Fred <laughs> Old Papa Get that That's fucking funny. monkey out of here <laughs> That monkey loves me and fuck yeah,
1: i fucking all over of Fred <laughs>
0: I can't I don't understand oh, it wow. Howard This fucking monkey won't leave me al- <laughs> Won't leave me alone it's, uh, The next time I come to the trailer It's on Fred's shoulder picking nits out of Fred's hair
2: <laughs> <laughs> All
1: day long yeah
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know what fellas if you don't uh, laugh if you don't laugh you cry yeah, well, and we I had a little cry there i started <laughs> i started to tear up there when <laughs> dan was uh, telling the story but listen man uh, i'm gonna be thinking about you i will uh, decide what the proper cash uh award for
1: uh, a dead dog <laughs> is. Right. okay you you guys are so close dan and Howard. I thought for sure Howard would come home from Mexico. I was thinking of it. I was going
2: to fly back yesterday. During
1: during, during this crisis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Just to console me. Uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Well, I'm sure he's he's well. Uh, you know, oh, he's this close. I <laughs> oh, <he's> this close. <laughs> Booking flights is a hard thing in Mexico. Oh, yeah, right? yeah.
0: Listen, if I could have got a direct flight to uh, Peterborough, I would have been there in a second. <laughs> right. By the way, speaking of spider monkeys, they have a thing here. I can't remember if you guys have spent much time in this area, but you may have seen them before. They basically are called COTIS, C-A-U-T-I-S. And what they are, they, they look like um, half a monkey, half kind of a raccoon. Not a raccoon, but it's the size wow. of a raccoon. Just look it up and go, go, go check it out. And they're everywhere on the golf courses. And you're not supposed to feed them because they run in these packs and they'll just like swarm you for peanuts and stuff. But when you first see them, they're a little bit, Odd looking. And there's another animal here that looks like a giant cat, but, but like, sorry, a giant rat with no tail the size of a small cat. And they're just walking around and no one seems to care. But if that animal, I don't know what its name was, but if that animal was walking around Toronto, people would be freaking out. But this cat rat just kind of walks around the neighborhoods and people go, yeah, that's the cat rat. But the coat wow. are everywhere. Oh, yeah. Have you checked it out, Dan? Crazy. little of a monkey. How, how do you, uh, you spell it? I can't find it. C a u t i s, I believe. Cotis. Okay. Anyway, have? they're everywhere. Well,
2: I'll consider wow. it then. I, I think that's how you spell it. On. On. What's that? I the
1: big turkey. I had the big turkeys on my front lawn again yesterday, and they're getting bigger. I think the people are feeding them. It's two turkeys <laughs> live in this neighborhood. It's amazing. I know they just walk down the road, and they're bold as anything. You can walk <clears throat> walk right up to them. And it's crazy, they were on my front lawn yesterday, just and I went out to get in the car, and they just looked at me and didn't run away, yeah, something
0: maybe you should maybe you should take one
2: to the trailer for Dan <laughs> that's right, Dan, yeah, I'd like a, a pet turkey that would be great <laughs> okay yeah. um, I'm what's t- their what's their poop? Do they have lots of poop,
0: probably, oh yeah, They're birds yeah. um i'm gonna so, so it's c o a t i s uh, but I'm gonna do something I rarely do. During the show And that is uh, I'm going to share my screen With you guys Okay Here it is Can you see it? Yeah So that's it And those oh, Those wow, fuckers are everywhere walls. Yeah they're cool And mm-hmm. like Like see over here This little pack of them They're on the golf course And they have signs everywhere That say You know uh, uh, Caution or Whatever Don't feed them Because what happens You feed one of them And then they just swarm you Oh. The Mexican raccoon, Cotis. That would be. That Could you, would be, uh, that would could you take aim with
2: uh, with your? Have you got the aim and uh, with your golf balls?
0: No, I don't. I, you know, know what? I, whenever I'm whenever I'm in an area where I see them, <laughs> the first thing I do is if there's any food in the cart, like I like these peanuts, I'll put them away, and I will also put my cell phone away because I've heard that sometimes they've come and grabbed shit out of the cart.
1: Oh. oh anyway. Wow um it's yeah that, that would be frightening to have a few of those around you very intimidating i would say anyhow Yikes. um dan duran uh, your news uh you will if,
0: if, even through your grief dan duran a professional news broadcaster is going to come back with the news before you go though do you want to i was going to get fred to do a little spot here do you want to stick around for the story A very quick story of, of watching somebody be run over
2: Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. this will be a good story for you. In the meantime, uh, let's not waste any more of this. No, no, that was wasted time. Let's not delay any longer and uh, talk about these fine folks. All right, Frederick?
1: Well, like the Retirement Sherpa, you know, he's talked about, you know, putting your uh, ducks in a line for your retirement. Part of that can be, you know, life insurance, making sure you've got your beneficiaries in, in place in case maybe you get run over by a car. You never know, right? Mm-hmm. Anything can happen at any time. He's the Retirement Sherpa. He was on yesterday. Again, you know, we're looking uh, at the end of February, RS- RSP season. Again, uh, he tipped us off. You know, think about that. Uh, what you have to do uh, before February 28th or March 1st, whatever the deadline is this year. If you're eligible, you have space, and it's what you want to do. Again, that deadline is coming up. Just one of the many things to think about as you move towards your golden years and building your personal wealth. He's the retirement Sherpa. Tim is a portfolio manager. Raymond James, a member of the Canadian uh, Investors Protection Fund.
4: like
1: walking in
0: the rain at evnet.ca they say learn drive love electric canada's multi-brand electric car dealer rent or buy used evs are you ready are you ready explore our range of multi-brand electric cars in only a few clicks find the best fit for you while you compare and contrast our everyday great prices trims battery ranges features and options. Uh, If you go to this website You can see what I'm reading You know, basically The the premise of this is so solid We had Daryl on a couple days ago And the idea of you know, you go to any other car dealer buying any other car, you're going to maybe get a test drive, and then you're supposed to make a decision, a pretty big life decision for you and your family based on some drive around the block. In this case, you could drive it for a day, a week. You could drive it for a month if you really wanted to get used to it and then decide to buy it. Or you can just rent it every once in a while if you want the electric car experience. EVNet.ca. Like There's no doubt that life here in uh, Mexico is different for a lot of great ways. You know, people are pretty chill. And, you know, aside from everything you hear about, you know, like that area where you're going to vacation, Dan, cartel country.
4: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Like,
0: (laughs) you know, it's like any other city. You know, if you want to get in trouble, you'll find a way to get in trouble. So um, I was in Playa del Carmen, which is about. 35k or so from where I am. I was in there on uh, the weekend, and then I was coming back. So I'm heading. If you know this area, I was I was south of where I was heading northbound, and traffic was like it is in Toronto. It was a rush hour. It was a Friday. Sorry, Friday morning. I did this, and so it's like eight or nine o'clock in the morning. Just cars everywhere, and and there's a bunch of you know. And one thing I will say about Mexico, the lay the lanes, Dan. It's just a vague suggestion. <laughs>
2: Mm-hmm. You <laughs> it's know, like
0: the width of the road, kind the, of. Yeah, well, uh, there's lanes there, but you know, not everyone's in the same. Not everyone's abiding by the same <clears> lane <throat> rules. But this was when the traffic was going pretty slow. I'm I'm talking about like going 30 and 40 k, and then it was stopped and go and stopped and go. And I could see a, a guy in a van and a guy on a scooter were having a you know like a kerfuffle There was a couple of fingers thrown, some yelling back and forth because I guess the guy in the scooter thought the guy in the van had cut him off into his vague lane that he was in. And there was cars all around. I mean, packed. Hundreds of cars. But I could see this all developing. And I'm like, because, you know, uh, someone like me has a sense for these things. You know, I'm usually the one screaming at people. (laughs) (laughs) Clued in pretty quickly. Exactly. Well, you you could see right away there was some honking and some you know weaving in and out and the guy got in front of the other guy but then <laughs> as i said to you yesterday how you know you're not in toronto so the guy in the scooter who got cut off by the guy in the van the guy in the van finally got ahead of the guy in the scooter and then i don't know i just it's kind of it happened all so fast where the guy in the scooter went to get in front of the guy in the van and the guy in the van ran him over <laughs> just <laughs> like ran Just ran him right
1: <laughs> the fuck over. Do you, do you over. think, like, inten- in, in, intentionally, like, hit the gas, ran him
0: over? Well, it was it was weird because the guy in the scooter was trying to get around the guy in the van on his left side, and then the guy in the right. van kind of turned into the guy in the scooter, so I have to assume... That the guy, it kind of, to your point, it kind of looked like maybe he didn't see him. But I was watching this develop. If it had not developed with some fingers and screaming earlier, I would have thought that. Maybe he didn't see him. He was in his blind spot. But because it had developed and the guy sort of jerked to the side. Anyway, he was going pretty slow. But the kid on the scooter was wearing shorts. And this kid on the scooter went down. Oh. And, uh. From what I could see cuz we we were all going past it pretty quick. I could see the kid on the ground seemed to be okay cuz he sort of stood up right away. And then the guy in the van quickly turned down a street. And I had this thought I thought, should I go after him? <laughs> <laughs> and then, no, I quickly, then I quickly the impartial went, observer. Then I quickly went, I'm in fucking Mexico. I'm not going down that street and say, hey, did you know? Because I thought for a second, maybe he doesn't know he hit the kid. What was I supposed to do? First of all, look up. How do you say in Spanish, do you know you hit that guy in the scooter that was giving you the finger? Yeah. So I left it alone. But then a few seconds later, or a few minutes later, I should say, I was down that road, the 307, and I saw an ambulance heading toward that. So Uh-oh. so, so wow. he was definitely hurt enough to call an ambulance. But uh, mm-hmm. what I saw is that he... Sort of just got
2: sideswiped, and then was was set to the ground. So it's, it, the wheel of the vehicle didn't actually roll over him or mm. like then it just sort No, it was,
0: it was the uh, van's ass end that just kind of sh- clipped him. Oh, okay. But all of this happened at pretty low speeds. I mean, we were never going more than 20, 30 or 40 K. But I'll tell you, that's how I kind of remember thinking the guy in the van knew something. Because he turned down the next side street and just booted it.
1: Mm. well yeah it's it's different when i was in i i think maybe i told you guys a couple of weeks ago the the road behind the condo where i was in uh dominican it's the road from Puerto plata right through sasua and then into cabarete where i am and it's it's scary Mm. It just is. And Dan, didn't you have some sort of thing that uh, you told me before I left to uh, make me feel good about uh, the chances of dying by vehicle or higher in the Dominican Republic than anywhere else? Again, I I can't speak to that, but I'll tell you on the road, the cars and the motorbikes are just it's you want to talk about intimidating. I didn't even like being near that road because they just come whipping by you all the time and it's funny cultural differences and legal differences down there you see people on motorbikes there's three or four people on the bike a whole family mm-hmm. no helmets that's right another time i saw like women on a motorbike holding the handlebars with one hand and a baby in front of them no helmets and can you imagine if you were here in the GTA and you saw somebody riding on a motorbike without a helmet, and they had a kid? You'd in call social of services. You'd, you'd call social services, but there yeah. it's just it's just common.
0: Listen, dude, I saw that. First of all, I mm-hmm. see it all the time here, but I, I saw it in San Miguel. A woman mm-hmm. and a kid and a baby, you know, driving a scooter—not a scooter. I'm sorry, a small motorcycle.
1: Right. But but Howard, you know what? I'm, I, I, I'm thinking one little mishap. There's got to be mishaps. Can you imagine having like a, you know, an 18-month-old to two-year-old kid in front of you? Somebody cuts you off. You go sliding across the road and the kid doesn't have a helmet on. It's like, no wonder Dan come up with that statistic. I didn't. And see it it's it's got to be staggering the, because it's chaos as well like right. you, you see those situations and it's chaotic
0: this you know i've been coming to mexico for a long time but this is the very first time i've ever driven a car here no that's not true years yeah. ago when i was mm-hmm. dating uh, the lady in mexico city that dan knew liz remember her liz yeah um I drove her to work and then I would drive home in Mexico City. That was madness. Mm -hmm. But, but on that road, and Mm -hmm. you know, Rachel was kidding me the other day. She goes, well, I said, well, I'm learning how to navigate that road. She goes, what are you talking about? It's just, it's just north-south. I go, no, there's a, there's a technique to it. You need to know how to get off those returnos and you need to know when and people are going pretty fast. And I will say one thing about Mexican drivers, though, when they're actually on the road, like those collectivos, they're like small vans. They're, they act as the bus service, mm-hmm. and they collect people. You just put your hand out, and they'll just pull over. Those people are pretty courteous. Like, they will let you, if they, they get out of the way, they go into that weird third lane that's not really there. Those collectivos will always flash their lights when they slow down. There's a mm-hmm. sort of a weird courtesy here, along with the chaos, is what I would say
1: yeah um when i was in uh, san miguel last time darren drove we actually rented a car for a couple of weeks and he did the driving and i know it uh, was pretty challenging i mean especially from the airport we, we picked up the car into downtown mexico city but oh yeah he managed it it's stressful though yeah because you keep thinking okay i'm gonna i got my wits about me but even if somebody runs into me and it's not my fault what am i gonna have to go through to straighten
2: that out. Oh, right, yeah. Oh, I thought that. You know,
0: and I I, I corrected myself. I actually drove Bill's car in San Miguel a couple of times. And just coming, I had to go to the hospital, you know, for many visits. I was coming home from the hospital, and I missed the cutoff. And I ended up going way out of town, almost to that part of town you're going to be staying. And I had to go way that way and come back a couple of times because I missed the turnoff. Yeah Anyway, Dan uh, Let's uh, get Dan to uh, go prepare the news And we'll get to our emails And uh, and uh, there's a bunch of stuff we want to get through By the way, we are not working Monday Because if you know anything about Humble and Fred We respect the family Okay, we're family people And Monday's family
1: day Yes, it is Mm-hmm
0: A uh, quick update on uh, Freddie recommended I listened to the Smartless episode with Eugene Levy. another great uh, recommend from the Fred man. I would uh, tell you that I listened to about 40 minutes of it. Smartless in case you don't know, it's one of our favorite podcasts. And Eugene Levy is just such a sweet, decent guy, right? But what you said to me when we started uh, talking before the show uh, is bang on. I mean, I listened to it for forty minutes and came away a little bit dis- not like uh, wanting more, wanting that, wanting to mm-hmm. have heard more. Maybe you should explain. It.
1: Well, it's just those guys, and I mean, listen—the success speaks for itself. You know, um, Jason Bateman and uh, Canadian Boy and Chris Hayes and you know they do a great job. And, Sean uh, Hayes, Will Arnett, Will Arnett, and did I what did I say? Chris did Hayes, I say Sean Hayes, Chris Hayes, Chris Hayes. Who's Chris Hayes? Oh, I have he's no the idea. guy on MSNBC. Okay. <laughs> Anyway, um, yeah, I mean, they have a lot of fun doing that podcast, taking shots at each other and, you know, and sort of derailing the interviews for whatever reasons. And often at the end of it, you think, wow, there was a lot of questions there that begged to be asked and they didn't ask them. That's that's uh, that's my take on that podcast.
0: Well, it's a good one. I mean, that's what I felt. As soon as it was over, I was like, damn, I wanted to hear more about this and. You know, they, yeah. they sort of touched on the scene in Toronto in the early 70s and the amount of people it produced. Ackroyd, Gilda Radner. We mentioned it yesterday. Martin Short. Um, all these people that were in Godspell, then SCTV. And, 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 and then they, they got to the, you know, the Christopher Guest movies that Eugene Levy co-wrote, Waiting for Guffman and Best in Show. And they're fantastic. One of the things they missed, and it was one of the things I was saying to myself, is those shows which were basically improvised movies were kind of the sort of, I don't know, set the template for Curb Your Enthusiasm. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And Mm -hmm. and I thought, well, that's a natural, you know, because I wanted to ask Eugene Levy, does he see any of what they were doing on those sets in what what, when you watch 11 seasons of Curb? They must have gotten some of it from it. But anyway, they, Mm -hmm. they missed that kind of thing.
1: Yeah. Uh, you played Mexican radio there, yeah. which, you know, it comes from punk rock, basically. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Um, listening to, um, you know, Club Random with uh, uh, Bill Marr, as I had mentioned yesterday, with, uh, with our buddy, uh, what's his name? Bill Brio. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, he was on with Jeff Ross, and Jeff Ross started to talk about how much he loves punk rock and you know sometimes we fall into this thing where we have this image or this uh, reputation of being very intelligent and then you end up sounding very stupid and Bill Meyer went off on punk rock and how it sucks and it's no good and how anybody could listen to it is crazy it's uneven and and it was just it was a few moments where I thought boy here again here's a guy that I really admire Mm -hmm. for his intelligence and right now he's sounding like downright foolish and again you know what it's like when something's subjective. It's like, yeah, I don't care for that, or I understand why you might like it, but um, it's not for me. It was none of that. It was over the top attack on punk punk rock, and I uh, I found that very amusing. And again, there is another podcast you might want to listen to because Jeff Ross, he's a very interesting fella as well. Um, Jeff Ross, the uh, com the
0: comedian, the I'm uh, not the the guy that does the roast battles. That guy. Yeah, the Roaster yeah. King. Yeah, yeah. I love him. Um, yeah. Club Random, another great one. And I'm going and I promise you, this weekend I'll listen to that David Spade, Jimmy Kimmel, mm-hmm. fly in the wall episode. Um, mm-hmm. In the meantime, it's. Uh, Hi
1: guys! Hi guys! Once Hi again, guys.
0: time Hi for guys. us to turn to the audience for their feedback on all the cool things that they've heard. Hi guys! And we've organized it differently today, so we should be able to. You know, get through it with uh little or no trouble. Frederick?
1: Okay, Jennifer Kelly. Hi, Fred. Uh I gotta ask. On Monday you said this time tomorrow I will be in Brampton, and that's gonna fucking suck. I'm just curious, is it because you're not in the Dominican anymore or because it's Brampton? I feel like I can rightfully ask that question, considering I grew up in Peel Village. Uh, when I was uh, young, into my teens. I went to high school just down the road from the old CFNY. And I ha- I do have to travel back to uh, B-Town these days because my son plays high-level basketball, and Brampton is uh, where it's at for that. So from my perspective, it can definitely suck. Thanks so much, Jen. To that, I would say Jennifer, Jennifer, Jennifer. I mean, you know, listen. That's I not know what you meant. Brampton do I? I don't think that's no, what not. you meant no no i've lived in brampton brampton for 40 years and it's been a great place to live for us i didn't want to leave the dominican i mean no matter where i lived in Canada, it would i i would have said it fucking sucks to have to leave that's what i meant as far as brampton goes again i've said it many times 40 years raised my family here it was a great place to raise a family i still have live here now and uh I never have any problems, and I've had great neighbors, and one of my neighbors is like a brother to me, on and on and on, great sports facilities here, and people love to take shots at Brampton, don't really understand why, but uh, it's home to me, and uh, you know, someday I'll leave, I guess, inevitably, but what can I say?
0: Well, you know, I've got great memories from there, and you know what they say about memories, they may be beautiful, but yet... Right. What's too painful to remember. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. No, I mean, but anyways, it, I, well, listen, I, I could have answered that because when you said it, mm-hmm. I've got to go back to Brampton and it's going to suck. I knew yeah. immediately it was because you're leaving. You know, you and yeah. I talked. Well, because I talked to you off this program and you mm-hmm. were like, oh, I can't. Because you said to me on one of our calls, you said, yeah, I got to go home in a couple of days. I can't believe it's been a month. And I'm having a similar experience because when you first, when I first got here, I was a little bit intimidated by the fact that, you know, I'm going to be away for something close to nine weeks. Well, now. This first part of my trip, I'm, ha- I'm over halfway done. Two weeks from yesterday, I'm moving on to a different location. But uh, And we are very lucky. We know that. You know, we are very lucky to be able to do this.
1: You know what's interesting, too, Howard? All areas, regions have punching bags. It's true. And Brampton yeah, just happens. Brampton just has to be the one, I guess, for the GTA. For whatever reason, um, you know sometimes i get the feeling it's a bit racism oh yes you know, it is not a bit and let yeah let's not kid ourselves but again again i don't i don't know what to say listen I if i were a every-
0: comedian coming to town and i asked mm-hmm. somebody you know because what you know when i was doing this on the road all the time you'd say okay what's the mm-hmm. where's the stupid part of town where are the dumb yes people? where the where the hosers live if i came to toronto I know that the, the the town that I would be told almost before is Oshawa. Where's like this sort of. Yes. So, you know, where are the sort of hosiery that vibe? Mm-hmm. But, but I, you hit it, man. Brampton's it's about race because the mm-hmm. only time I ever hear it referred to derisively or in a negative light is to do with Bram Ladesh, all yes. that kind of vibe. And that's where it comes from. hmm.
1: Yeah. Don't, don't, you know, and
0: it's too bad. It is too bad. Mm hmm. Because it's the same, like, where you live is fantastic, and most of Brampton, you couldn't tell if you were in Brampton or Mississauga.
1: No, exactly. It is just like anything else. I get up in the morning, I go out and get in my car, I drive around my section of where I live, and I go to the grocery store, and I do the things, all uh, the same thing people in Oakville would do, and Mississauga would do, and Scarborough, would, you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> yeah. it's weird. I don't know what this thing is that is supposed to happen to me in Brampton. That's so horrible
0: Do you but, have uh, If you have a little more time Please tell me what else You would do in a day Because I think well, that would be you know. All right, all
1: right. All right. This is from uh,
0: Julie Fleming And she says Hi Howard e- 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 e-
4: Hi
0: This is a reference To something I read While you were gone The other day That Maureen was uh, Guest fretting She basically said uh, I only meant to send this To you and Fred About the email With This, this was a, a comparison Of Trump versus Tory And And um, I'll just summarize it by saying she says, I was excited that you were going to read the part of the email about Trump, as in he gets away with everything. Everyone else resigns. It is a phenomenon that uh, historians will be examining for years to come. How how many people in that Republican zeitgeist get away with shit and how many things have not stuck to Trump? Anyways, Mm -hmm. Julie goes on. She says, I don't judge anyone. Speaking of Tory, for dating younger, and that includes you. My mistake for not double checking. There's no mistake, Julie. That's Julie Fleming was one of our great contributors, and we always enjoy hearing from you,
1: Julie. hi guys, hi,
3: hi, guys. Guys. <clears throat> hi guys, hi guys.
1: Okay, this is from Joe Psych.
3: Email
1: and the subject: rumor of NHL expanding to Hamilton and Quebec, and then there's a link to Don Cherry's grapevine a podcast which i have not listened to fred might be interested i'll tell you right off the top again you dan used the word fantasy this morning well that is fantasy are you kidding me gary Bentman's going to expand into hamilton and quebec end of story that's just one of you know that's like uh canada is going to have the turks and caicos is uh, a problem <laughs> that's right seriously ain't gonna it's one of those stories that's out there sorry ain't gonna happen
0: you know i i'm i i did not listen to it either joe but thanks for the <clears> that link i i remember there was some talk in hamilton but isn't the hamilton talk always squashed by the leafs rights in the zone or whatever
1: plus that rink is ancient now <laughs> they built that built that rink i think in the 80s with the intention of one day getting an nhl team but now it's i don't even think the rink would be adequate Quebec City, they have a beautiful new rink, but the Canadian dollar and their history of losing a team, is, mm-hmm. they're just going to go into American markets first. Could a team maybe move to Quebec City from another city? Yeah, maybe, but not sure.
0: Well, wasn't there the the time, the last time at, uh, there was talk about Hamilton getting a, a team, wasn't the joke like, well, if Hamilton gets one, then Toronto's going to want one too? <laughs> 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 Hi, guys. Yeah. Hi, guys.
1: But, uh, what's but, that? By, by the way, we just got a, uh, a text message from Rudra. He said, when we first moved to Brampton in the late 60s, we were the first South uh, South Indians in Brampton. Mm. He said, so we started it all. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. I didn't know he was here since the 60s. Wow. I didn't know he was South Asian. Rudy I thought he was North
0: Asian Mm. Um, Okay, this one is from uh, William Jones It's interesting, you know You know, we get a lot of emails And uh, we appreciate it, as I said We get a lot of emails from the same people This is somebody named William Jones Who says, Gents, just found your website I lived outside of Toronto From uh, 93 to 96 Listen to your show on my morning commute Truth be told, I have yet to be able to listen To any morning drive since Apparently, we've ruined him for all morning drive radio. It's just not the same. I moved away in 96, and as the email suggests, found myself 1,500 miles south. He's, uh, his email uh, signature is uh, from Texas. I found myself 1,500 miles south. Anyway, wanted y'all to know how much I appreciated the banter. In my early 20s, stay safe and enjoy. Signed, W. Jones. And... uh I'm not sure if I responded. I guess I shouldn't say, W. Jones, if you wanted to listen to us and our nonsense again, you can just download Mm -hmm. the program.
1: Well, if he saw our website, he could follow this. I mean, it's... I mean, yeah, yeah, he would have I guess
0: you would assume he's he's figured it out. Unless he's been in... Maybe he's been in Texas too long. (laughs)
1: <laughs> hi guys. Uh, this hi next guys. one frederick hi guys. colin duff it says hi guys humble hope you get lots of golf time in i guess referring to you being in mexico but just in case the weather isn't perfect and closed as a short clip to get you off your duff just another day for my 13 year old english student whose dream is to become a professional golfer there is an unbelievable groundswell of enthusiasm for women's golf here and he's over in japan right yeah he's in kyoto uh, we yeah, we got pummeled by snow last week. Hundy uh, P. 2012, Colin Duff from Kyoto. Uh, he says, I grew up in Montreal, hating the Habs, loving the Bruins, and Bobby Orr. We moved to Toronto during the FLQ crisis, and all my teachers thought I was related to Dickie Duff, because it's Colin Duff. Colin Dickie Duff. Duff was my, my favorite player when I was a kid. Mm, that's right,
0: Dickie D. Um, I did look at the video this mm-hmm. morning, and it's a young 13-year-old kid. Yeah. Um on a driving range so she's hitting off a mat into a snow-filled field (laughs) and i watched her swing about three or four times and she's really really good so colin if you're listening that kid's got some talent like there's nothing again it's amazing how young people are so naturally athletic when it comes to golf because there's no it's one of those swings where you'd be like that kid's gonna be good you can just see it
1: yeah, and it helps to have an uncluttered mind as a young person, too. Eh? You can just sort of concentrate concentrate on things that maybe isn't. as an adult you can't. I oh,
0: 100%. Uh, you, it's not mm-hmm. just the concentration. It's the fact that
3: mm-hmm.
0: you know we, when we're younger, don't see good and bad in the same way. Like, if you hit a mm-hmm. bad shot as an adult, you have this lifetime of humili- <laughs> yes. humiliation. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas the kid's like, hey, I just hit a bad shot. Like, when Johnny Slapshot or May... You know, Mm -hmm. throws a ball and drops it or doesn't catch it. You know, there's not the same kind of baggage attached to it. Mm -hmm.
1: Although, I bet you Johnny's getting close to that age. I mean, he's a competitive kid. Mm -hmm. Took him to his hockey practice last night with the uh, rep team. And, man, he was hustling. He's, uh, I'll tell you, he gives it the whole time he's out there. So proud of him. And he's 11 now? 10. 10.
0: And so... He, did he try out for this team and make it? Is that the age he's at now?
1: Yes, he's, he's a call-up for the rep team. Uh, so, yeah, he practices with them and plays the odd game with them. And then he plays on a host team, a select team, and he's the call-up for this uh, rep team. But as he gets better, I get the impression that he's going to uh, stick with this other team now. And what position does he play? Left wing. Nice. Just like Papa.
0: Were you a left winger? Or I thought you shot right.
1: No, shoot left. Do you really? His dad does, too. Yeah, we're all lefties. Left golf. Oh, yep. you bet you golf left as well. Yep. So does his dad, and so does Johnny Slamshot. And everyone shoots left,
0: because it's weird. I shoot left in mm-hmm. hockey. And you, yeah. And I hit right in golf like a lot of... Got- it's funny. Yeah, a lot you know, of guys. A lot of guys do that, and, mm-hmm. and yeah, and I think most people have, know that in Canada we have the uh, highest... Percentage mm-hmm. per capita of left-handed golfers in the world.
3: Hi guys.
1: Right. Hi guys. Uh,
0: this Hi guys. is from uh, Jamie Glubber. Hey guys, just had an idea. You decide if it's good or not. I promise this will not cause you any extra work, as we all know you would hate that. That yeah, is very true, Jamie. For some content, how about having a vote for the people's favorite Hundy P? Could make for a fun conversation over a week of build-up to the, final, uh, the finale, I should say. Warn everyone to listen over the next week and voting over the weekend to announce the winner on Monday or some such thing. Um, I don't know. V- vote for your favorite Hundy P? That's interesting. I mean, it would take some work, Jamie. We'd have to organize it or we'd have to give it to Boone and pay him extra. I don't know. Let's give it some thought. How about that?
1: Uh, We could, yes. Um, It's something to consider. All right. Very good. Put that over on the consideration (laughs) stuff. Hi, guys. Hi, guys. maybe we'll get to it after. You know
0: what we'll do, Freddie? Freddie? Let's circle back.
1: Let's circle back. Hi, guys. Uh, This is Mike uh, Siddage. Yep. Siddige. Hello, guys. Just listening to the January 26th show, and... You and Fred were talking about cruise ships near the end of the episode, and Fred mentioned that he saw a cruise ship that must have been 10 or 11 stories tall. Let me tell you that those things go as high as 18, maybe now, uh, maybe more than that nowadays. And he said uh, it looked like a floating hotel. He forgot the word five-star plus floating hotel. Beautiful trips, expensive, but beautiful. It's the best breakfast, the best lunch, if you can handle it. And it's, uh, it's a wedding night dinner every night. Sorry for the long message. Love you guys. Keep it up. Uh, Mike, you know, that's an ongoing debate. You know, uh, cruises. It's a big step. If you're not sure about a cruise, it's a big step to take. Because if you get on there and you don't like it or you don't feel well or whatever it is, um, you know, that's a lot of money to blow. Um, I've never done one. Uh, Have you? Yeah, I did one. I
0: did one after my dad died. I took some of that. Mm -hmm dad died money and uh took the kids it was you know for four of us Mm -hmm. this was in 2007 i'm gonna say it was closer to 10 than five but somewhere in that range right and uh it was a seven-day cruise and it was kid-friendly and all that stuff but i'll tell you i would say five days would have been enough for me you know i remember at the time thinking i don't need seven of these days but five would have been fine
1: yeah um and I hear the food is overwhelming, and I'm not so sure at this age in my mindset that that would be a good thing for me because I can't even really get my head around going to an all-inclusive anymore yeah. on the, you know, on, on, on earth, on the, uh, on land. On rather. earth. But, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on earth, on land, let alone on a boat. So I don't know. I'll never get my wife on one. So if I do it, it would have to be with a buddy or, you know, maybe, uh, you know, if I... Maybe John uh, Tory's girlfriend I'll hook yeah. up with her I don't Absolutely.
0: know Absolutely Well yeah, like you know, you know, yeah
1: She's into old she's
0: guys She's into Well she's into really old guys now I mean <laughs> 67 For crying <laughs> out loud um, I can't Listen uh, I, I don't know I, One of those things You should experience Because of the massive You know Having just read this book On the Lusitania This massive ship That crossed uh, The Atlantic Back in the 1915s mm-hmm. And led to The mm-hmm. beginning of uh, The U.S becoming part of world war ii they're fascinating machines but you know three or four days on it and you're like okay i've i've experienced this now i don't need any more all you that's the other thing you don't drink enough to to really take advantage of that you're certainly not going to eat enough i mean you know it's kind of a cool vibe for a few days
1: you know at the very least i would like to if I was somewhere and one was docked, just tour one, walk mm-hmm. around it, and see what it's all about. Because I, you know, the pictures I see, it's, you know, it's something. It's fascinating yeah. what they do with these ships. But not sure I'd want to go out on one. Hey,
0: why want you stow away for a couple of days? <laughs> Hi,
1: guys. Uh, all right, we
0: have uh, more. A couple more to go. Uh, we've already heard uh, Fred Reed, Jennifer Kelly's email, which had to do with uh, his comment about Brampton. Here's Jennifer Kelly's audio file for the week of February 16th.
3: Hi, guys. Oh, my goodness. It's so great to have you back. I'm so very excited. So many fun and interesting things you guys have talked about this week. Uh, one being I want to point out clearly, Howard, you are feeling good. Your energy level sounds so high. I can hear your smile through the microphone. So I can tell you've been in the sunshine sunshine, and really enjoying golfing. So congratulations. It's nice to hear Thanks for the tip on the nail polish remover. I've done the thing with the kettle. And Fred, yeah, I didn't know they really changed the rules on the quarterbacks in football, but I always thought they just counted steamboats, so don't know what happened there. And with regards to Euchre, that's exactly what my friends and um, my husband and I do. But we play team vagine versus penises. And uh, yeah, the women are not doing so well right now. And I was thinking about why Howard doesn't really know Euchre, and it's because it's an Ontario game. When we lived out west in both Calgary and Vancouver... The Western folks just didn't know anything about euchre, so that's it. It's been a great week. Maureen was fantastic again, and thanks so much. Happy to have you back.
0: That's Jennifer Kelly with an audio file. Great job, Jennifer. Uh, under sixty seconds. Bravo. Um.
1: Yeah, I didn't. Know, I didn't know euchre was an Ontario thing. Yeah,
0: I'd never heard of oh. it until I moved here.
1: Really, that's yep. interesting, and. I can mirror that. We play the Vagines against the penises. And um, so we have the upper hand right now. Mm. Me and Buddy Doug. I think we're up about three or four matches on the girls. And don't they know it?
0: Hmm. Yeah, all right. I can't imagine. What? You, I just can't imagine you saying to Doll, hey, it's time for the Vagines against the penises. <laughs> I just don't see that conversation in the Patterson no, household. Because-
1: no, I say vahoo Yeah, that's
0: right. Instead of v- Eugene, Against the spongy wieners. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right. Uh, I
1: think this is our uh, last one here.
3: So, okay. uh,
0: over to you. Hi
1: guys. Hi guys. Hurdle, hurdle, wordle, drop a turtle. This is from Mackenzie Barr. Hi, guys. Listen to the podcast today. Heard you guys talk about... Uh, hurdle and its similar games Uh, just one more for you i believe it's operated by spotify you are given a small portion of any song and need to guess it in a certain amount of tries Mm. same as hurdle it changes every day and you only get one a day and uh mckenzie um provides the link have a good vacation fellas uh p.s farty farty poo poo shit shit underwear stains excellent
0: yeah thank you very much so here it is uh how to play listen to the intro then find the correct artisan title in the list skipped or incorrect attempts unlock most of i don't know if i can do this well okay here we go um so i guess you play this first Ooh. yes hmm (sighs) i have no idea no, neither do I. So, see today's answer. Are you sure? And the, yeah, oh,
1: and you can't get more after that. That's it. Wow.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hang on. Yeah, you just get this.
1: But if you have two phones, you could put Shazam up to that. Maybe, yeah, and then get maybe. the answer and oh. cheat.
0: That's great. You've just played You've been playing the game for eighteen seconds. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but already, I. Yeah, you want the to the fucking paper. cheat. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
0: You're such a good example. Okay, so what we can do is, uh, here's the funny thing about that. A game you just heard about and don't care about. You've already figured out a way to cheat. Uh, That's Selena Gomez, come and get it. I assure you, Fred and I could have sat here for the rest of our fucking lives and never gotten it.
1: Never got that, right? Jesus. Mm -hmm. Okay,
0: what we can do. (laughs) (laughs)
3: It's funny. It
1: is
0: funny. Um, (laughs) Listen, we got some uh, business to take care of. And it's you know what it is. It's good business. We're happy to do it. Uh, we love being part of the uh, the business. And what I'll do is I'll play a little uh, music that uh, people familiar with the uh, other podcasts we do, Aging with Energy, will recognize as our theme song as we talk about our fine sponsors.
1: Yes, like the Chambers Plan. Chambers Plan. The uh, well, it's Canada's. Well, it's Canada's foremost, most most popular, um, you know, um group benefits package. We've been telling you about it for years now, and uh, we have to tell you, if you have a small business, go to chamberplan.ca. All the information is there. How you can become part of this. How it will work for your small business. How they've held premiums. They've held the line on premiums over the past several years. Very important for small business. Once you get into something like this, buy in at different levels. Prescriptions, dental, travel. Uh, There's a uh, mental health component, uh, HR component. It's all there. It can work for you, it's affordable. Look at all the um, testimonials that are are there. Other uh, small companies, uh, the names of the companies, the people uh, that uh, own the companies. You can even talk to them if you want. It's a great plan. Chamberplan.ca
2: If
0: you're not familiar, you can uh, listen to episodes of Aging with Energy, the old guy's travel show, available wherever podcasts are distributed. If you need uh, a landing page, you can go to our website. Uh, These programs are brought to you by GoDaddy. Let me start uh, with this. If you wanted to just literally right now start a website, you can do it for free. During this read, you could go to GoDaddy.ca. No credit card is even required. Like, just give it a shot. You get GoDaddy's free and friendly 24-7 phone support. There's no better time than right now to get uh, your big idea, your side hustle. Maybe it's that online store you've always wanted to launch. Start selling your, whatever it is you're selling. Find your domain, create your website, and bring it to life. Over 25 years, servicing 20 million customers worldwide. GoDaddy is where people come to get a domain, create a website, and everything else you need to do it all. And as I say, it's, you can start it for nothing right this second. No credit cards required. Visit GoDaddy.ca to learn more. Um, I'm not sure, uh, I don't have you on my screen right this second, uh, Dan Durant is in the waiting room, and, um, we'll do the news, and then, uh, no Boone today, because he's doing some stuff, but we do have some audio from some of the shows that Boone did with the Hundy Peas while we were gone, and, uh, so what we'll do is, we'll do Dan's News, And uh, we're going to wrap things up a little early today because uh, we got a big weekend. We got the big uh, family day weekend. We got to get ready for that.
1: Um, Do a big shopping, mm -hmm. you know, clean the house and all that type of thing. Plan the menu. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man's Mm -hmm. work is never done. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Mm -hmm. Is Um, your
2: family arriving uh, this weekend, Howard? uh, No, actually, my brother.
0: Thank you for reminding me A week from Saturday
2: You know Fired in vacation
0: Well you know it's fine It's it's weird It's I'm in a very odd situation I'm very grateful To have been given this opportunity Because this place I'm staying at Is uh, my brother David Smart guy Dave Who is uh, His woman friend Lady friend His uh, girlfriend Has this place here that I'm staying at, and I've been staying at it now, coming up to week three, without them being here. Mm-hmm. So think about this: A week from Saturday, they're going to arrive. And like I will have been in this house at that point for almost four weeks, on my own, kind of hanging out and my buddy was here, but you know, mostly by myself, doing what I want to in this space.
2: And then, and gonna then it's going to flip. And it's then gonna it's going to flip. flip. Like their space.
0: I'll just wait until he's finished typing. I can see he's typing something. <laughs> um, but that's <laughs> fine because I wanted to get your thoughts on this, which is it's almost like now I would go from being sort of like an Airbnb kind of situation to now I'm going to be the guest of my brother and his girlfriend for four days before I go to San Miguel. And just it, I don't think I've ever been in a situation like that. It would be like if somebody was staying at your house for a couple of weeks and then you showed up and now like it, it goes back to being they're now your guests again it's just odd
1: right and they they arrive and there's like all sorts of broken stuff <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah how many huh? how many appliances oh, yeah.
2: have you broken uh 3
1: like it's remarkable. You told oh, me yeah. the story yesterday and I'm thinking oh, yeah. that you know and even if it's not your fault, you still feel like shit.
0: Yeah, I haven't right? told that. So everyone knows I, I ruined the tea kettle and the uh, I had to take six straight to redo the glass stovetop. A couple days after that, this is all in the first week. A couple days after that, I go to take something out of the freezer and the freezer's not working. There it's it's again a pre-existing condition, but I had to have it fixed while I was here. Because the um, element was frozen over. Oh, right. (laughs) So I had to get some guys in here and fix it. And then a couple days after that, another pre-existing condition, the stovetop fan uh, had these these buttons, and well, they're all jammed. And so one day I went to turn the light on, and just the act of turning the light on on the stove caused the fan to start, and then it wouldn't stop. So I had to, you'll you'll love this, Dan. I literally took the uh, thing out, had to unplug it to get the fan to stop. Again, a pre-existing condition. But when they come back here, I will have ruined
2: (laughs) three (laughs) of their appliances. Shouldn't frame it like that. Yeah, uh, you've improved the place. Yes. Uh, Did did some improvements while you were not here. Mm. Anyway. I know. (laughs) And, you know,
1: it's one of those situations you just sit there and go, why? Why? Like, why did this have to happen? And again, not that it's your fault. It's still, you know, it's just embarrassing. It is. And it all happens often, putting,
2: you know,
1: <laughs> Putting the tea kettle it, on the stove,
0: that's embarrassing. Yeah, that was ridiculous. <laughs>
1: And you notice that the older you get when people make offers to you, like, oh, use my thing. You've been around the block enough where you go, geez, yeah, that's a nice offer. But shit, what if something goes wrong? I don't yeah. know if I want to deal with that. Here you are. You find yourself in that position. Well, and I can
0: tell you, I've never. Okay, the tea kettle thing, in case people don't know, I put a, an electric tea kettle. I put it on a, an element on the stove and the whole thing burned up and it was a hell mm-hmm. of a mess. But the other things really aren't my fault. But nevertheless, in a week from Saturday, they're mm-hmm. going to come back. And I'm like, hey, this was great, you guys. Yeah, sorry about your stove, your fridge, your uh, your uh, stove, your fridge, your um, uh, tea kettle. Sorry about all that. Mm. Mm. They're going to look at me oh, like...
1: Yeah, They're going to walk in. Don't worry about it, Howard. It's fine. Don't worry about it. It's fine. Where are you spending next February?
0: No, exactly.
1: <laughs> you know, it's funny cause I'm because I'm going to. Uh, th- this is booked up. Mm. <laughs> That's right.
0: Because <laughs> the place I'm going to be in San Miguel is an Airbnb. And mm-hmm. in a weird way, you it's know. like, it's not my shit. You know, if you know. if this stuff went wrong there, tea kettle aside, I just call right. the guy and go, hey, your fridge isn't work. Yeah. You figure, yeah, it right. mm-hmm. anyway, figure it out, right? Anyway, figure it out. All right, we've got uh, Dan Duran's news, and then we're going to close the show with some uh, sweet messages from some Hundy Peas. And uh, da, 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 here we go. It's time for uh, this.
3: Now, here's to a fella named Dan Duran, a hell of a guy with a hella big wang, the quintessential anchor man. His voice is nice and low. Huh. Dandoran the the man, comes as for credentials, he has none. Can't tell a headline from his bum, but his voice is nice and low. Dan the the anchorman's here, he's prone to falling off his chair, but he's got a big wang, so he don't care, and his voice is nice and low.
2: My voice is nice and low.
0: And now live from... The bird sanctuary known as Lisa's place <laughs> With news and views Here's that
2: We've lost a world sex symbol Raquel Welsh mm. died yesterday at the age of 82 uh, I don't know if you guys ever saw the movie I did not But uh, I've seen clips of the 1966 One million B- years BC Did yes. you ever see that? Yes, I've seen it <laughs> Mm-hmm. And she, was she only had factory. three lines in that movie. Three lines in that movie. Right. Mm. Lots of walking all, on a beach.
1: It was all about the loincloth, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. A doe skin bikini. Mm. You know, she was a handsome woman late into her life. Oh, yeah. And I don't, I don't think she ever went for the surgery stuff, you know?
2: I'm not sure, but she just always seemed, just to age, very lovely. Mm-hmm. And she, she, was, never, uh, she never appeared uh, naked or topless. That's right. In any movie or, or uh, magazine. She, you know, mm-hmm. if you watch any of those late 60s, early
0: 70s talk shows and, you know, laughing and those things, Raquel Welch was the punchline mm-hmm. to, for old. For, like, do you know how Dolly Parton became a big mm-hmm. boob punchline? Well, that was what Raquel yes. Welch was for years. hmm. hmm. But she was yeah. gorgeous.
1: Oh, she was. Stunning. Stunning woman Yes she was A lot of guys had that poster in their bedrooms Oh yeah Next to the Kleenex <laughs> And the uh, <sighs> mm mm-hmm. The um, mm. your mom's washcloth.
3: <laughs> <laughs> mm. Your mom's
0: washcloth. Why? Why? Why are these washcloths all? Anyway,
2: <laughs> the, the first movie I ever saw her in was Fantastic Voyage. Remember that movie? Oh, right. Mm. Wasn't they that sh- inside somebody's body or something? Yeah, they sh- they right. shrunk somebody. I don't know. I think they had to cure the guy or something for some world peace reason or something. Mm. So anyway, they they uh, shrink everybody down, and she was one right. of the. She was the crew member that one of the scientists demanded that she be on the ship. Mm-hmm the ship that was shrunk to you know amoeba size so well and then they,
1: it, then injected into someone's body mm-hmm. was that the idea yeah and then yeah, they right, yeah, 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 went yeah,
2: through all well, it was right. a journey through the body and a representation of what it was, was a great like, movie like, you the know. only mm-hmm. problem was like they couldn't
0: in one of her boobs stayed regular size
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: still doing a raquel ja jo- raquel well's boob joke <laughs> <laughs> Still late to that party uh dan duran do you have another story
2: I do. All right, Dan Duran's second story, brought to you by Dan Duran. We're talking about nudity and toplessness in the middle of the Bible Belt. Edmonton is now allowing topless swimming at its pools. Yes. Now, I've, I've always swum topless in Edmonton pools. Yeah. I grew up there. <laughs> and, yeah, you did. And that includes O'Leary Pool, where I learned how to swim. But uh, apparently the city of Edmonton amended its policy for topless swimmers at city pools uh, because of uh, their human right, Alberta Human Rights Act. And uh, they wanted to make sure that their policies aligned with gender identity and expression protections found in that act. And so these swimming guidelines must not discriminate... And I support that on the basis of gender. So there you go. You know, it's, it's, it's very interesting having just come back from
1: uh, the beach and Dominican and uh, very, very, very few topless women. The ones that tend to go topless are seem to be Eastern European and don't care about anything, mm-hmm. which is a bit disappointing. Um, but it's odd. You know, when you walk up and down the beach and you look at guys and so many guys have big tits. You know, and just they get to walk down the beach and they're flopping to and fro. And then it just seems so uh, ridiculous that women traditionally have sort of had to cover up. And still most women are, you know, self-conscious and wouldn't take their tops off when that would be a thing of beauty. But you're exposed constantly to the ugliness Mm. of the man. You know, no, it's,
0: yeah, I listen. it's just
1: it's just weird how I, we've evolved that.
0: I way. totally agree. I took a little uh, yeah. walk. I take a walk every night. at mm. sunset here. It's amazing. And last night I got out of yeah. there a little bit early. It was still like yeah. uh, bright. And I went for a swim and there's just a bunch of dudes sitting around with their big yeah. boilers and their floppy <laughs> yeah. tits. And yeah. meanwhile, some nubile, sweet, yes. beautiful woman has to cover up her gorgeous boobs. But I will say this. I don't know if you noticed this in uh, Dominican, but the ass has been set free.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah.
0: The ass, yeah. Dan. <laughs> Dan, if you don't know what I'm talking about, the yeah. ass has been liberated. Uh, yesterday, I would say six or seven very attractive human women people uh, mm-hmm. turned around as I walked by, and yes. most of their ass was available for ones to view. Wow. Oh,
2: yes, Dan. That's, oh, that's, that's an those, interesting... Thing, yeah. The ass is free.
1: Those, those thongy bathing suit bottoms, I mean, they can't be comfortable. I, I Like, I don't know, but I'm sure glad they're... I'm sure glad they're around. There was a Mm. ton of those in the Dominican. Oh, yeah. And and some so worthy of it. A couple of times, me and my buddy Duggar walk along the beach. He says, look out there. And it would be like you'd see a girl with her back to you, like halfway in the water. (laughs) (laughs) No, I know. Her little bum above the waves. And it would be like, oh, my goodness gracious me. It's like the scene out of some (laughs) movie. I was about 100
0: yards into like it's it's very it's very shallow right off the beach here. So. You know, if you can sort of, you can, you have to sort of dunk yourself to go swimming. So I'm, I get, it was right up to about my waist. And I saw a woman on the beach, just like you're describing, just a very small, but very, again, age appropriate. I don't know how she was. But uh, she was so beautiful. I thought, what would, would it be weird if I just started running? (laughs) Started like, (laughs) because, you know, but, but the bum, Dan, the bum has been set free on the beaches around the world. And,
2: uh, don't you Yeti. find it interesting that uh, if different societies are different yes. in regards to what can be exposed? I mean, there's the full yeah. burqa thing, and nothing gets exposed, and so yeah. and just a, you know, the sh- a, a miniature, you know, a fingernail might be, uh, you know, then then an erotic thing to oh, see, yes. or uh, and in some areas that for whatever reason on I mean, the the boob. Is in some parts of the world, like Saint Martin, I mean, it's in the boob or any kind of the French, French area, the European. Yeah, it's not that big of a deal, so it's like okay, it's a boob, and it shouldn't
1: be. And you mentioned the Edmonton pool; nothing's going to change because you remember back here, late nineties, the you know that whole Gwen Jacobs uh, controversy and that court battle, and it was declared that women can go topless in Ontario. Well, twenty years later you don't you don't see any you don't see it yeah that don't. prudishness or that you know that uh you know that just in our culture it's just not there
0: dan there's another great idea for you as a photographer because you're such you have such a good eye here's another coffee table book from the burka to the boob the dan duran photo essay <laughs> <laughs> the from burkas to boobs um burkas to boobs boots um, yeah, um, all right great. dan duran uh fred here we go a couple little uh, notes because we got to get going uh, this is uh, so. Boone did a thing; it was great. Talked to hundred Peas, and here's a little sampling. Of what, and at the very, at the end of every one of them, it was such a nice moment. Mike would say, "If you were going to say something to Humble and Fred, what would that be?" And here's Monica. And, uh, mic- Let me make sure I get this right. This is Monica Ciardillo.
3: God, I hope that's close.
0: Hmm. Okay, Monica.
3: And the the microphone is all yours, Monica. What would you like oh to goodness. say to Humble and Fred? Uh, humble and Fred, you've been a mainstay in my, uh, in my life for the last 11 years.
0: Uh, your, your thoughts on topics and your laughter and your jokes, um, get me every time and I appreciate you and I appreciate your hard work and all the content that you bring out to the world. Thank you so much. Okay. You're very welcome. Monica. What is, isn't that lovely? Here's um, another one from uh, Mark De Jesus. Mark, what would you
3: like to say to Humble and Fred?
4: All I got to say, is, guys, is you've entertained us for years. You've been, like I said, part of our DNA, your family. We've gone to school with you. We've gone to work with you. We're raising children with you. Mm-hmm. And I just don't want you guys to go away anytime soon. So keep up the great work um, and keep us laughing. Keep us thinking. And uh, just... Don't go away, please. (laughs) Stay with us.
0: (laughs) There's uh, Mark begging us not to die. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Mark. Well, we're doing our best, okay, Mark? We are doing our goddamn best. And finally, another sampling from John Russell. John Russell, Humble, and Fred are listening. What would
3: you like to say to them?
4: (laughs) Well, I want to, uh, you know, thank you for years of enjoyment uh of listening to your podcast we share some similar things i i disagree with some stuff too but we tend to have the same feeling about uh about radio and about broadcasting and how personality is in uh, stories about uh, yourself what makes it great um you know, I feel like I've kind of experienced, like with radio, I've experienced the highs and lows of not only your career but uh, uh, also your your personal lives. You know, like I, some of the struggles that uh, that you have are similar struggles that I've had or other people have had. So that is what really I think appeals to to people. And quite honestly, uh, you know, I, I I just enjoy the conversation. We share some. Similar people that we know And I get a kick out of that So really thanks very much For many years Of, uh, of enjoyment
1: Very nice Very sweet Thank you for being <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm
0: going to tear up now uh, Speaking again. of
1: cheese <laughs>
0: Before we uh, Before we say goodbye <laughs> uh, I just want to acknowledge Once again that uh, You know Our Our thoughts and uh, good wishes go out to you, Dan Duran. And and I know I just looked at the Facebook page. A lot of people are wishing you well as as well. And uh, don't oh. forget the uh, proper gift for a dead dog is seventy five dollars cash. <laughs> seventy five dollars cash. Don't be cheap. I mean, <clears throat> come on. Yeah, plus two fifty for a, a service shirt, shipping and handling. <laughs> I mean, by the way, that's a minimum. You know, if you were really like, here's the thing: if for someone like Fred and I, who are very close to Dan, especially Fred and Clifford, it's ten dollars for every year the dog lived.
3: <laughs>
1: uh, sounds like a good deal to me.
0: Okay, mm. I All thought right. you'd like that. You know, <laughs> or are you still working on how to break into a game you just found out about? <laughs> All right, I'm um, going to try that. No, yeah, you should. Um, yeah, because well, yeah, you'll win, and then it'll be great.
1: Do you think Shazam can catch it that quick? I don't know, Fred. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Uh,
0: okay, as they say in Spanish, uh, Buen fin de semana y feliz día de la familia. Have a great weekend and a happy family day. Uh, we're back on uh, the Tuesday. And uh, you boys, Dana. I do have a serious question. What, we just I don't know the answer. What happens to Clifford? Where is Clifford now?
2: Uh, in a fridge. So the uh, the option is to cremate him, which mm. I just about did, and then said, "Wait a minute, I'd rather maybe find a place to uh, you know environmentally, you know, put his bones somewhere." So that, that well, maybe. Why don't limits. you bury when him? In, th- why
0: don't you bury him at Fred's place? Right there in front of Fred's place. Yeah, okay. Fred wouldn't mind.
1: Yeah, wouldn't, yeah. I, I might move I, I, you know in 1981 I buried a dog beside my parents house in uh, Milton and they moved out in like 84 so there's
2: a dog buried beside somebody's house and they have no idea I don't right. think that's fair yeah. well another spot Then I'll find a you know a longer term spot some some island on the lake or something yeah I was, I was gonna know. say that we'll you can do that out. maybe that
0: uh, maybe that guy across the lake that you don't like just dump his carcass over yeah <laughs> <him. laughs> <laughs> Dan, I'm carcass, just trying yeah. to, I'm trying to cheer you up. I'm trying to bring laughter to a. Right. A sad situation. Yes.
2: Yeah.
4: Okay.
0: So where yeah. would you like people to send their Clifford donations to? Is there an actual <laughs> post office box? Yeah. All right, everyone.
2: Have a great uh, Humble and Fred super long weekend. We'll see you on Tuesday. This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by Bodog, the retirement Sherpa, the Chambers plan, Aaron Ventures, evnet.ca. And GoDaddy. We read all of our emails. Humble and Fred at HumbleAndFredRadio.com Liking and subscribing really does help us out. Helps get other people listening to the show. So does giving us all the hearts and stars that you can. For Humble and Fred, I'm Dan Duran. And remember, life is special. Treat it that way. And enjoy every goddamn day.
1: Destination, a little up the road from the habitations of the towns we know. A place we saw the lights turn low. The jigsaw jazz in the get-fresh flow. Pulling out jobs and jamboree handouts. Two turntables and a microphone. Bottles and cans and just clap your hands. Or just clap your hands.
3: Where's that?